Good day. Boom, good day, we good are day. live. We are live. Good morning. Uh, live and alive. Yeah, at least the first one. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. Um, I uh, I haven't been sleeping super well. No? Which is uh, kind of partially my own fault, partially the kids' fault, partially just busyness. But um, yeah, we always seem to land uh, uh, these recording times right in the middle of some sort of... Uh, Air, period of poor sleep or like exactly when there's some deadline or something so uh yeah i've i've got the uh, my my sleep patterns are all over the map i i never know what's going on i i've i've got a new uh person at work who is in a completely different time zone that i'm working with so i've uh, accommodated by starting my day earlier than i used to so how early is uh, earlier uh i start my work day at seven now Wow, that's early. Yeah, so uh, that that way we've got approximately half of our workday overlapping each other. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, uh, it's this is my first week of that. So I've uh, by by the, by nighttime, I'm pretty worn out and and ready for sleep. And I've just kind of been realizing that you know, that's because I'm waking up much earlier than normal. How does it feel? Do you feel good doing that, or is it just? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm. I don't know. I've I've always found it easier to be productive first thing in the morning. Like when I first wake up, if I go to my computer and work, I I'm usually way more productive than uh you know, having to commute to an office first and like go through the whole breakfast routine and getting dressed and all that stuff pre-pandemic. <laughs> getting dressed. <laughs> right, that. Yeah, I've lived a like an entire year in my pajamas, honestly. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Uh it kind of depends for me. Um I mean, it, of course, it's going to depend if you're if you're doing the kind of work that is just like sit down, focus, solo work um, versus like some sort of coordinated effort with other people. Yeah, uh, I tend to um, I, I guess I I do both of them pretty well earlier, but uh, I time out on the solo work a little earlier. <laughs> like I, I can do the meetings late day, but I can't really do the solo work as well. My my problem tends to be that I once I get into a groove, I I can stay in it pretty easily. Like part of the reason it works for me getting up early is just because if I'm up before my kids up, then I I can start uninterrupted and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know the 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 thing that I have to work on is it just ending my day because <laughs> it's like I I've woken up earlier, but I haven't changed the time that I stop working because it's like once I'm in that mode, I just lose track of time entirely. I mean, in a way, that's a good thing. If you yeah. if you disliked your job, you would struggle with that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, that, that's totally just like a, a case of being like into what I'm doing, and yeah. But uh, immersed. No, that's flow. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is which is interesting because it's like uh, I, I make video games for a living, so it's like I, my job is to try to create stuff that will create flow for other people. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Ho- hopefully that's a good sign if I'm doing it myself. Um, hopefully, people like you will be in the same flow wave. If it's a yeah. wide enough wave, you'll capture more people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other I, I, I surprisingly haven't been playing very much video games the past week. Uh, uh, I, I wrapped up with some Sniper Elite Four, and then uh, I played on uh, last weekend a little bit of uh, Sackboy. And then uh, <laughs> I've I've just been enjoying not playing games for a little while and building a little bit of furniture. 
Furniture. Well, okay. I mean, I don't know. Playing less games has been my uh, kind of my theme of the year, and it's gone really well, honestly. <laughs> like honestly, um, in a way, it's like when I do play games, I, I kind of I'm more uh, intentional about what it is I'm playing. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I know it's kind of a thing for you, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't really follow the philosophy of like make a big list and kind of play them serially and and record what games you've beaten that kind of thing. I, I just want to like I, I'm happy to even take one game. I mean, I play melee a lot, right? And just kind of try and achieve mastery with it. It's, maybe it's like people who play basketball they don't eventually kind of say, okay, I'm done with this. Next, what's the next game I'm going to play? It's just like it's fun for me, so I, I kind of stick with maybe a few uh, games and like. My, my record of achievement isn't like, okay, I've, I've beaten this. I've sat through all the cutscenes. Next, it's more like, I don't know, kind of watching skill my skill level grow or something like that. Um, so kind of those two for me this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I tend to be, when I'm gaming, a lot of my experiences tend to be more narrative focused. So to me, it's like, you know, you wouldn't just read a book and then just, I don't know, feel that you need mastery of the book. <laughs> right. yeah I, I think uh, we could probably do a whole podcast on this this topic because this is kind of my thing is like getting away from that a little bit like i like that a lot uh i mean of course i like narratives but when i like my real passion focus for games is like the game right like the rule sets and, and kind of like that piece so yeah, yeah. Um, uh you know i say all this, these things and here i am uh playing through lufia 2 again which is very much like your typical straight super nintendo era rpg yeah. narrative you know 20 hours in it's the same game as as two hours in but um you know you, you kind of have to let me get a little bit of a, a nostalgia kick and just ride it <laughs> well you know you, you gotta you gotta take breaks from stuff now and then yeah. uh take a break and play i mean i that really that, that's that's what it is i mean i know that i am uh a weirdo and i do keep lists and stuff but i mean my goal is to just enjoy myself right yeah, like, like, it looks like, fun. I, I'm not criticizing at all. Ugh. I used to do the same thing for films. I don't know. I was really into films, and like I was almost obsessive about list keeping, like the yeah. the different films I'd watch. But like I do all these things, like like I I was just obsessed with, I guess, like data and statistics, and so I'd like do really weird things, like I'd list the year of every movie I'd seen, and then I'd uh, like plot a histogram and look at what what years or what periods i hadn't like seen enough of and then like try and mm. fill those gaps so i'd watch like i'd spend like two months watching more movies from the 60s or watching more westerns or something and i'd like graph it against like the actual like if if hollywood made double as many movies in the 80s as they did in the 50s then i also had to have that same ratio like i was just crazy <laughs> obsessed with it like really i'm not kidding like like to a weird degree <laughs> like this kind of thing i think yeah, probably yeah. going through that for years like really like i get it like ocd just off the charts kind of wild <laughs> stuff now i've like kind of jumped the entire other way and and cutting that has has been a liberating experience where it's just like yeah i'm just gonna whatever you know uh, this month i'm gonna play smash brothers for, for yeah. whatever 50 hours not worry about it maybe i could have beaten more games but i'm just gonna do this it's fun go on my way yeah for for me it's like i i don't get that hard into uh into the planning aspect anymore i i used to like uh so i think like back in 2013 or so is when i started uh keeping lists and and trying to plan stuff and i i would do like okay these are the 10 games i'm gonna play this year and to to an extent i still do that but largely largely what my lists are now is just like a short list of of stuff that's different than what i'm currently playing 
And a lot of the time, the stuff that I'm currently playing playing will be stuff that's like targeted at features that I'm thinking about for work. Yeah. See, I don't have that, right? For me, games, I mean, in a way, I guess, like I'm always thinking, and I'm sure like everyone has this, but, you know, thinking of maybe like what game I'd make someday or like trying to understand like how things were done in a certain way and, and look at, at look for games that are good examples of that. But I think you can do that without sitting through the whole 80 hour game or whatever in many cases. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where like I think my approach to that would be probably to like spend two hours playing a bunch of different games or something. I mean, I, I get why yeah. that's why that in a way doesn't make sense, right? Like if it's a narrative based game and you're just going to play three hours, like, well, yeah. you're not like it's kind of defeating the purpose, but I think like maybe I just don't have the same motivation uh, as you to do so. So I, I just approach it differently, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I take both approaches, I guess. Like when there's like a particular feature that I'm trying to explore and see how other people have done it, I, I will load up like f- five games and just try to look at that feature and compare them. But I hate doing that. It's like, you know, if I if I go back to comparing it to a book or a film or something, like I feel yeah, like it's yeah. so bad to just like read a paragraph <laughs> from a book and then stop. <laughs> like I I I want that. I want to experience the thing in its entirety. So I mean, I guess that's the downside to working in games is I am looking at stuff now and then like as research. But I, I do try as much as I can to like not do that and to just enjoy a thing in its entirety and and try to get a grasp on what the overall big picture is if that makes any sense no it totally does and in a way like like the book example i mean of course say a book it's basically it's essentially all narrative right like maybe maybe i'm trying to think of an example maybe the book is written in a certain language style and you kind of want to just get the gist of what that is so you could read the first chapter and be like okay whatever it like it rhymes or it it, like it's metered in a certain way okay i got it but generally that's not the case right generally you're reading because uh, you want to experience that narrative and so to kind of cut it off 10 minutes in is or or, sorry like 10 percent in is like is defeating the purpose in a way i would say games if like, I, I don't know, I guess that's, again, where we're, like, a little different, where, like, if I was to maybe look at a game and try and learn something from it, I would probably be super focused on, again, like, on its, like, rule sets. And so, like, something like, say, Cyber Shadow is mm. harder to do this, where, like, you play through the whole game, you keep getting new abilities, and, like, those abilities effectively change the game in a significant way. Yeah. And so if you just played that for, like, an hour and were, like, oh, whatever, um, I think you're missing a lot. But, like, say, Into the Breach um i feel like i don't know you know you can play that for two hours and be like okay i get it this is how the game works done or like like i'm thinking of like almost like chess say like Mm. you don't need to play through some some sequence of events some narrative there is no narrative obviously but like you just can play it a while and get the feel for the rules and then you have kind of that that uh uh light experience of the game and you could move on and take something away from that maybe yeah yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, there's there's definitely something to that, and and I can get into that mode too. Like you know, uh, you say Enter the Breach, the the same company that did that, they did FTL, uh, and I, I put like seventy hours into that game. Like that's totally like the the game mechanics that are driving that, not really the plot. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it's you, you're right with something. There's definitely a difference between 
something that's like more standard that something like chess where it's all about the game mechanics and it's all about the mastery or i guess smash bros you're saying is, is, is largely the same thing as that where it's like all about mastery of it which can be fun um but for me i definitely enjoy stuff like uh cyber shadow where it's like evolving throughout the game i i, I like that idea of like the, the evolution of stuff it's interesting it's not that i don't like it i guess because i definitely do but i just find yeah i don't know i find it's more of a capped experience i guess like if you were setting out to make some sort of competitive game i don't know starcraft or something right like starcraft is meant to be this competitive game that's effectively like timeless right you could pick it up in 10 years from now and and if you were at one point this high level starcraft player you would probably still maintain a lot of that and play it a bit and get back in the groove and play against other people and be having fun again it's not Mm -hmm. like the experience is effectively done because you've gone through the whole narrative yeah. um like if I, I just think like if the draw of the game is largely say it's narrative or something that uh you kind of explore like you enjoy exploring and so on a second playthrough you lose that because you're not really exploring new things yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. yeah it's just it's like two different kind of types of games i guess yeah. <laughs> um and it's, it's, it's nice when they can marry that up together though like um i haven't played starcraft but you know stuff like civilization or ftl like it, it's still evolving throughout the game, but it is largely based on the same core flow. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, or like, I'm struggling to find an example, but there's like puzzle games that are maybe like, like they're procedurally generated, but in a way that's consistent and there's like a growing difficulty through the game or something like that. And so like you kind of have infinite playthroughs really, but it, it, like you, you get kind of some of what you're maybe looking for with like growth over time and finding new mm-hmm. items that you could then bring to the next stage, which is then maybe different than you've ever seen before. So you have to figure out how to clear it. Like I, to me, almost like, like that's kind of one of the things that's interesting about maybe making games is like achieving that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would be personally more interested in that than writing a narrative. I feel like if I, and again, it's, it's not to say that I explicitly think like a fully narrative based game is bad. It's just maybe less my specific interest or passion mm-hmm. i think if i wanted to go down that path i would be more likely maybe to explore like making a comic or something um i, I don't know why that is really I, I just i don't know i find like when you introduce the concept of like user input and having like a user uh be able to control the experience i i kind of want to do more different things and focus on different things than just telling a story now whereas like if it is a comic book or a movie or something not saying like i have these skills i could just go do that or that it's easy um but like that's like like your forum is to tell that narrative and to show the images in a certain way and so forth and so go do that but with games i don't know i just i, I feel like my focus would kind of shift to like well how can we make this uh and interesting as like a, a either a competitive game or as a you know uh like let's say a puzzle game like something to overcome and get good at and, and apply different ways of thinking to to win at if you will again What's... i'm playing i'm playing lufia 2 right now like it's very much like <laughs> tap the buttons, go on, talk to people, yeah. get stronger, get stronger. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I do get a little bit of that draw. I, I definitely do. I'm just well, like, focused. Well, I, I just find it interesting that you're talking about, like, the comics. like Because um, I, I feel like story is a completely different thing in games compared to, like, linear media in, in uh, like, film and comics. Like, I always felt that with the... With, uh, working in in the film industry that it's like stories are very much about what the director wants you to see and it should very much be 
um, like everything is about communicating that message to you because like you only get to see a given shot for like a few seconds, right? Like everything needs to be clear. needs to be leading your eye. And it's, it's an interesting way of telling a story and hopefully the audience gets what they were intended to get out of it. Whereas I feel like with games, it's when you're giving people the freedom to explore at their own pace, it, it, it feels like it's a better idea to do something like a grand theft auto or something where you give them the sandbox and you let them explore and discover things. And they're going to miss some parts of the story and stuff, but like overall there's a world and there's something that's going on in it, but maybe everyone's interpretation of what's happening is going to be slightly different. It's, it's an interesting view and I don't at all disagree with it. There's a, so I, I want to read a little bit of a, a Twitter thread here. Cause, um, Oh my God, it's way longer than I expected it to be. I haven't actually read through the whole thing, but I started to read it and it, it felt uh, like it resonated with me. And so I bookmarked it to read it later. <laughs> we're gonna get a raw first time reading it's gonna go on a huge tangent and then we're both gonna be like huh well i'll i'm, I'm gonna read the first um three tweets because sure. it, it is a long thing so this is a a, a thread by jennifer uh shuro i i think her name is pronounced she's uh at g-a-o-h-m-e-e on twitter uh, she she was a, a game designer for arena net who did guild wars um and so I, I saw her tweet this, I guess, May 24th. Uh, and she says, Game design, doc, game design does not talk enough about a principle that is core to so, so, so many experiences. I'd even say it might be at the core of most games, but it sounds a little esoteric. You know, when we say immersion, wanting impact on the game world, etc., it's a desire to be witnessed. The desire to be witnessed is a fundamental human desire, a longing for being acknowledged in our actions, our existence, and our humanity. We crave to be represented. We crave to see things we can relate to. We crave things that we can project ourselves upon. I actually believe that what we call, off, what we often call escapism, is, in fact, shows up in design as a manifestation of the desire to be witnessed, a world where we matter and feel like we have control and can't be truly hurt, all often opposite to our lived experience. Um, so that that's the first three tweets. There's there's a lot more, but I I found that to be like kind of eye opening from like a game design perspective to to like realize, and I guess that like goes back to to being in like a flow experience, right? Like you you want to feel like what you're doing is matters, what you're doing you're doing well. I think I it's very interesting. I'm hearing this for the first time. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I'm just, I'm revisiting my own personal experience to see how that, like how that kind of reflects in my mind. I feel like, like, like I feel like that's why there can be appeal to stuff like the, the, the chess or, or Pac-Man or whatnot is like, you feel like your actions are mattering and the, the, the better you get at those actions, the, you know, it, it feels rewarding to do that. And I, I feel like that kind of ties into narrative in games. Like I, I enjoyed stuff like Chrono Trigger where there was multiple endings and it kind of felt like you had an effect on the story. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like, I also think that's important personally. Uh, and again, I, I not, this is just me, right? I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like take some grievance when someone doesn't feel this way, but like 
definitely say like an RPG that has a very straight linear story and maybe it kind of tricks you into thinking you have a little bit of choice or like, you know, you just got the ship so you can visit more towns or whatever. But for the most part, there's like, you know, scene A happens, then scene B happens and scene D happens all the way to scene mm-hmm. Z and that's it. And that's the story and you had no impact on it. Uh, doesn't feel in any way like I'm role playing. It feels like I'm observing. Whereas I think like games that do achieve that immersion, that give you that feeling, whether it's the escapism that the tweet author refers to, or just more of a, a broad like ability to impact the outcome feeling. I think that's a very, I don't know, I find that to be a very different experience. Um, I guess to me, the problem in many cases with narrative is that, and again, this is just me, this mm-hmm. is not, I don't know how other people feel, but like narrative actually kind of takes me out of that in some ways. Like the fact there's some story happening makes mm-hmm. me feel more like an observer often, um, which sounds weird, I know, but like games that immerse me typically are really like all about the decision making. And so I'm, everything that happens is, is for the most part, my choosing in a way, right? Like, like if I am playing into the breach, I mean, yeah, there's characters in a story and stuff, but for the most part, like as soon as the actual game game starts and you're on the field, like I, I'm in entire control of that outcome or like games where you are the main character and it's a first person game and stuff. I think when they're done well, I just feel like I'm wandering around and things are happening to me, but Mm -hmm. I feel more often than not that like, it's kind of just a visage for like, like someone could have written this story and just made it like change the name of the main character and it wouldn't feel like me, right? Like if I'm playing like Half-Life or something, I, I still feel like an observer. Kind yeah. Of. And again, I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, but uh, I guess that's where like maybe like the author, the tweet author's uh, sentiment is a little lost on me because I don't, I don't necessarily feel those same things. Whereas like when the tweet author points out this idea of like the the feeling of needing to be witnessed i think was that the was that how mm-hmm. she put it yeah the yeah. desire to be witnessed is a fundamental human desire yeah I, I can almost imagine say i'm just i'm just imagining a game but like where you're like some i don't know warrior or a thief or whatever some person in an ancient world or something and like almost getting away from being witnessed is just how i feel like i get into a, a flow state because like in our modern world i don't know i almost feel like like I always have my phone with me and anyone can contact me anytime when I'm at work. I, I have like people pinging me and they, they can always connect to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really like a person who enjoys, say, camping or something. But if I'm playing even like um, playing Skyrim, I really enjoy like just walking out into the world and walking through the forest. Like maybe that's what people get out of actually like camping and hiking and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that feeling. And like the game was providing me with the ability to feel like I'm doing something I don't usually do. And it was completely separate from any sort of narrative. Like, yeah, the game had a narrative, but the most enjoyable parts for me, I guess, were just like wandering about the, the forests and stuff. Well, I mean, what's what's interesting to me is like when, when you were talking about like when you're playing games, you feel like an observer. Like Skyrim was the first thing that came to mind for me is because I, I feel like largely that is true with the narrative. Like the yeah. first thing that I did when I played Skyrim, um, sorry for spoilers for this game for anyone who hasn't played it. Uh, uh, of our, all of our audience who hasn't played it <laughs> stop stop it <laughs> <laughs> um um but so like the the game starts off you you you're a prisoner and you're going to be sentenced to death or, or something and then the dragon attacks and you have to escape this town um and then from that point you're supposed to go to another town and like report what's happened and i didn't do that I just like wandered off and joined the assassins guild and joined the thieves guild and all this stuff. Like I explored the world and didn't 
involve myself in the story at all at that point. Yep. And so I think I had ended up playing the game for close to 70 hours before I actually sat down and, and just hammered out the story. And, and <laughs> wow. And well, which, 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 which set of hours was more interesting, that first 70 or like the second the, half? The, the following three hours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, yeah, it was like 70 hours of gameplay. And then I stepped away for, I don't know, however many months, maybe a year or whatever. And then I realized that I hadn't actually beat the game. So I came back and, and, and beat it. And yeah, by that point, I was like overpowered and had all these items and stuff. And it didn't take time at all to go through the mm-hmm. story once I yeah. did it. But, but I feel like that's kind of the point where it's like, yeah, when, when you are doing that story, um, like sticking to the script, you do feel not a whole lot different than when you're watching a film. Yep, yep. Um, but it, it, that's why I was mentioning Grand Theft Auto is like the idea of like these sandbox games, uh, which Skyrim is totally a sandbox in that same sense. It's like mm-hmm. that idea of going off and exploring in your own trajectory and, and doing what you want is kind of that... Uh, part where you're feeling like you're being witnessed it's it's like you're not necessarily affecting the story yep. but you are having a story of your own and it feels like what you're doing has some consequences yeah i think i agree with that i also think like it's can be very different like i think there's games that do that really well mm. and i think there's games that maybe don't and i think that's like kind of what you're alluding to here as well like i do feel maybe with Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, I play... it's, hard, it's hard to have scripted moments that it feels like you're not an observer, in my opinion. Um, I entirely agree. And that's why maybe I, I struggle kind of with with the sentiment of the tweet or with narrative and games in general. Mm. Um, and like, I, I guess like it's the same if you're like playing a, or sorry, watching a movie or something like you're an observer and that's fine. It's mm. still an enjoyable experience. And so it's, it's I... also a much shorter experience with a film. Like it's it's a li- little easier to separate yourself and just watch something for two hours than it is to, to participate in like final fantasy eight. I just think that's a convention though. I mean, they, people could start making two hour games. Um, yeah. We're all used to whatever man, 120 hour games or whatever. No one, I don't think that would fly. Right. And people yeah. could make not really movies necessarily, but like, I mean, TV shows that aren't like episodic is kind yeah. of like one big movie. Right. And so like, I, I agree, but at the same time, I think it's kind of just a convention of how things are made maybe. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, I don't really, I, I feel like a story gets in the way of immersion for me hmm. in a weird way, I guess. Unless, I mean, I think like a game that does it really well could have that power over me where I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't tend to find those very often. Well, I'm, I'm curious how many you've even given a shot to in the past few years. Uh, that's fair. That's super fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of a recent example. I did play through uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, right. which I mean, I, I'm not going to like basically stereotype the whole uh, industry off that. That was very much an observe game, though. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even trying to be an immersion game, in my opinion. Oh, really? I I haven't played that one. I just kind of imagined it to be a Cowboys uh, Grand Theft Auto, a Cowboy Grand Theft Auto, or Cowboy uh, Ghost of Tsushima, or yeah. what have you. Um, I, to me, again. I, they're kind of like the same base yeah. of game in a way. But like uh, when I'm thinking of something that's like a, a short experience uh, and that's like narrative focused, I, I might think of something that's more like what remains of Edith Finch or um, life is strange. Give me a game you think I should play that would either change my mind or cement my opinion or just would be interesting given I feel this way and I will happily play it. I, I think uh, life is strange too is a game that 
people should play. Okay. I'm on it. I am on it. I mean, not right now, but <laughs> once, once the well, grand by, immersive by the end of the podcast, ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, once Lufia two is done. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will hop on it. Um, yeah, I, I should, I should double check my, uh, my list of games that I've checked <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, see if there's any other better suggestions. I mean, what remains of Edith Finch is interesting in that, I don't remember exactly how many little stories it tells, but it tells like uh, upwards of eight little vignettes and each vignette is almost like its own small game. Mm-hmm. Like the, they do control schemes where you're like, you're a bird or you're a photographer or you're, you're different things. And it's like, it's all familiar and it feels kind of intuitive, but each thing is almost like it. I don't know, maybe reading a comic book or something where it has its own little start and finish. Interesting. I'll have to play it. I'll definitely give it a full shot, full on. But one thing I, I always actually dislike in games is when they like kind of change the game significantly mm-hmm. from under you. Um, I mean, you've heard me complain endlessly about even like mini games in Zelda. Yeah, yeah, games. yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, stop. I want to play the game, not this, right? Like, I, I always tell the example of maybe like chess or like Magic the Gathering. I mean, these are, these yeah, are yeah. games you play and there's rules and you you learn the rules and then you try and win and you, you apply the rules in a way that makes you maybe good at the game or poor at the game. Like in the middle of a magic, the gathering game, you don't suddenly switch to playing tic-tac-toe. Like that would be yes. a jarring thing. Right. And that's why yeah. I always struggle with uh, uh, like a sudden control scheme change or something. So yeah. I, if like the way you've described it, my knee jerk, like not even having played a reaction is like, Ooh, I wonder how they do that. Well, but I, you know, I, I would well, definitely love to see a good example of that well it's because you know this this took me two and a half hours to play and i was taking my time with it kind of like trying to analyze it a little bit okay um and so if i'm saying like there's eight little experiences within that like this is a narrative focused thing it's not like a pac-man or a Mm tic-tac-toe like you're not going to get better at playing the game (laughs) okay um so that that's that's one that's interesting but yeah i i beat that one in i think january of this year and then um i i would definitely say that uh life is strange 2 took me 18 hours last year and that was probably the 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 best narrative focus game that i played last year interesting best narrative focused in what sense like best at achieving a lot of what we're talking about or like you just really enjoyed the narrative like the game was both both um they do, I mean, you know, it's not like a Grand Theft Auto, like you're not running around and performing a whole lot of actions. It's like you're kind of pushing a story through. But it, but in a, in, a, in a sense, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure book or something where, like, some of the decisions are going to take you in different trajectories. Okay, um, I see. And they do a fun thing when, when you beat each chapter in the game where they'll tell you, like, how your decisions compare to everyone else that's played the game. So you can kind of, I love you can kind of get a sense for like, am I just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing or <laughs> am I a weirdo? Yeah. 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 Uh, I will definitely give it a shot. I mean, you know, heads up. It's not generally probably my, my, uh, I guess where my passions are or what have you, but yeah. I would happily be uh, enriched with the, uh, the new experience. It's a, you know, it's, it's something to consider because I feel like we've already had a past uh, when we were talking about our favorite games on every console. I, I feel like you ended that 
uh with playstation one era being like the most recent games that you're uh in love with <laughs> let's see if that's true <laughs> let's see if that's true let's take a little digression i mean melee was newer and it's uh, <laughs> it's a year or a year or two newer <laughs> no true. it's not it's, a, it's it's half a decade newer than that yeah it's true yes. that's true yes you know it's funny and i mean if you, we could sit around and make the argument that i'm i'm not being fair and i'm not giving those types of games a chance but in a way when that kind of started to be a thing is when i started to be a little less interested in games yeah um and so again I, you know i'm very happy to try uh and play some and give like a very honest opinion of how i feel playing them but when when that was starting out i guess i just i it wasn't like as someone who finds say again like chess and magic the gathering like these are games right? like that's yeah, a game, yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. rule set like yeah. you play magic the gathering that's a sport <laughs> yeah right this is the real deal but i mean like magic like there's all kinds of you know the card art and even the the like flavor text but that's just all flavor like yeah they yeah, yeah they could have just put like no name to any card this yeah. card is a this card is b there's no pictures or anything and it would play the same and have the same yeah. strategy and stuff i'm just fascinated by like that like those game rule sets and how to apply them and how to make them fun in that sense you when I think of like games I would like make, they're always like maybe like simulations or strategy games and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's in the same way that maybe like, like if you haven't read comic books in the last 20 years, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a, a sign of, I would think cool, like closed mindedness. It's just, you kind of focus no, your no, energies no. on the things that, that are exciting for you. So yeah, um, yeah I, I will happily, especially if there's short games, like I, I love, I got a little excited when you said two and a half hours. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's uh, what remains of Edith Finch was two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Life is Strange 2 was 18 for me. Yeah. Uh, that's better than, I mean, in a way, what I'm rebelling against is like exactly the Red Dead Redemption type thing where it's 150 hours and 70% of that is slogging through a story. And I'm kind of like... Uh, to okay. to to be completely fair, I mean, I don't I don't know what your schedule is like. So I think Life is Strange Two is great because I felt like it was a really good story. Yeah. Um, okay. If you want to experience the same type of gameplay, but also not as good of a story in a short period of time, um, they did a a, a a prequel to Life is Strange Two. Uh, not Life is Strange one, but <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Okay, and that one's actually free on Steam, and that's two hours it took me to play through that one. So, nice. so you could get a sense for how the game plays, I guess, by doing that. And it was enjoyable, uh, but I don't, I don't know. It, it's like, um it's it's hard to compare something with the uh, with films but i don't know it, uh it's like saying that uh, ninja turtles and the three ninjas are comparable films because they're both films about ninjas i think i get your drift <laughs> <laughs> directionally similar <laughs> thematically also similar you know uh, yeah. it's 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 pre-adult uh ninjas <laughs> one of, didn't wasn't hulk hogan in one of those movies uh I, that was one, thunder one can only hope yeah <laughs> i will give it a shot i'll have to do a a, a follow-up episode sometime for sure um I, I don't know i i i just think i mean there's certainly 
room in the world for all of these different types of games and there's definitely an audience for for all of these different types of games yeah, yeah. so i don't think there's any meaning at all in being grumpy about one type or the other um yeah. i mean i think this kind of calls back like when we did the uh the i forget the title actually tetris sucks or whatever we yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um uh 100 factual title yeah yeah well debatable <laughs> um factual being a fun word to play around with um yeah i don't know i i i think both of us still feel the same way uh very much and so like it's just kind of interesting to to even look at the different games we would look at playing maybe yeah yes, well uh, uh i guess we're gonna have to save the topic that we were actually planning on for a different day <laughs> it's probably better when that happens yeah, yeah, yeah uh but yeah it's yeah, that, that's 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 my two cents. Is it? Um, I I enjoy both the flow experience and the narrative, and I I definitely see the disadvantage to playing anything where one of those fails. Like I I can appreciate something that's like Mega Man, uh, right. or or I mean like you know Castlevania one versus Castlevania two. <laughs> it's like the the gameplay was enough to take Castlevania one into a good game. Castlevania right. two, as soon as they started trying to throw in the story, it, it, you had characters just like completely telling you lies and unuseful information <laughs> and stuff, and the game like completely. Uh, it's 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 weird it's that troubled. I both love that game and hate that game. I find the more you reach into the past. And like the the Nintendo, Famicom, Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, whatever, PlayStation 1, even that era. There's a lot of like, I, that's kind of actually, I enjoy playing games from that era, partially because I just enjoy games from that era and whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, partially, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, it, it's just very interesting to see developers in this burgeoning industry try a bunch of new stuff. And even mm -hmm. when it doesn't land, you can be like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. And that's very interesting. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of ideas that, Again, maybe it's me not playing enough modern games or me not looking around enough, but I feel like there's a lot of almost like sparks of ideas that mm -hmm. kind of popped up in, in that era that were really awesome ideas and just weren't explored fully, maybe because um, the uh, the technology wasn't good enough or, or whatever. It's just a too immature an industry that, you know, a lot of the game design uh, uh developments of recent years they just didn't exist at the time and blah 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 blah, blah. but i mean even castlevania too like you could make and, and people have made that kind of game and had mm -hmm. it work nowadays right but like i yeah. think it was quite novel at the time or like i called out uh evo i think i called it out in a recent podcast i don't remember but like mm -hmm. uh, yeah you had asked what i was playing and i said evo super nintendo game you like have this uh fish to start the game and you evolve like it's it's a it, it, the story is that you play the game over whatever six billion years and you your character represents like evolution over that time and so you evolve the character um and you know they've done like what spore and sim life and whatnot like kind of similar evolution themed games since but this is like a platformer and it was just i don't know they had a lot of really interesting ideas with the game but it just like the implementation was lacking to me and i think you, mm. you can play games for that era and get ideas to make games now that would be very interesting and different and i think part of the reason i like that a lot is because and you can yell at me and tell me I'm totally full of shit here and you're probably fair, but like, I just, that's probably fair. I feel like at the time, like there was just less of a focus on like narrative and the flavor around everything. Um, partially maybe because like it was a simpler time or whatever, but like EVO was just like, 
the game was so focused on this concept and this mechanic and built entirely around it. They didn't bother with some big heavy handed story. There was no cutscenes constantly interrupting you. There was no like, they didn't brag up their art director or anything. It was just like, here's the game. Here's our, our, our idea. Boom. And like, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's, you can play it and get an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to, in some alternate reality where I don't do my day job and I'm doing some other thing, maybe game related, I would love to take that idea and like do something with it nowadays. Mm-hmm now that we have all the developments we've had since. Yeah, that, that Metroid comes to mind when you're talking about like not having interruptions and stuff because it's like the first three Metroid games were pretty good in my books. Mm-hmm. Um, Metroid Fusion, I absolutely hated <laughs> having, having interruptions while I'm in the middle of playing. Like every time there was like a little story screen that popped up, I was just like so turned off by that. It's fascinating hearing that from you. I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype you as someone who like will always go for the story, but I, I just I'm interested. Like, what was it particularly in Metroid that made that different than say say Celeste? Like Celeste, I really struggled with those cutscenes because I didn't care. Like, shut yeah. up and let me play. Yeah, I I didn't really care about that in Celeste either. Um, I feel like you got like new abilities from level to level in Celeste, and I don't know, maybe somehow having the, the little bits of story helped explain that away as opposed to like super metroid where it's like you you find the power-ups right and and it feels like you're the one unlocking everything um whereas in like metroid fusion it's granted it's been a long time since i've played it so maybe i'm remembering wrong but it felt like those story things just had like no relevance at all other than explaining your backstory right like yeah. like like once that thing happened there was nothing different about the game afterwards <laughs> so you it was just it was just an interruption to me yeah you remind me of and i know you're not a big fan and that's fine but like i really really enjoyed uh final fantasy 3 on the original nintendo and when you contrast that with like the modern final fantasies or any other rpg or whatever it's like final, it's very final much... fantasy 3 on the uh, ds well that's you're stealing my point um i mean it's very much like yeah there's a story actually and people talk to you and stuff but like it, in a way it's like i don't know it, it's i feel like it's paced really well and like you control that flow too that's something i always struggle with with cutscenes too because like on older games you you spend a lot of time reading and you just press when you're done reading so you're yeah. always very engaged um and you should be engaged in modern games too. Like you have visuals to look at, you have all kinds of things, but I just, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes it, it feels less engaging to me in, in ways that I could get into. But anyway, um, anyway, really old game, whatever. But like you could just play through the game, paced well. The job system was really interesting. That again, to me, like they, there's not mm-hmm. mechanics to keep it very interesting. And when they remade it, they felt the need to like inject tons of word I always use, but flavor, if you will, yeah. that to me broke everything that was good about the original pacing. Like suddenly... Our four, uh, our four heroes, our four characters have personalities that they didn't. That they're now like real characters, mm-hmm. not just nothing. Things Onion you control. Onion Knights, yes, <laughs> I love that actually. Anyway, um, but like it was so I don't know incongruent and boring and weird and like the way they did it was to me really clumsy. Like they would just inject cutscenes where the four of them all of a sudden just talk about stuff and say things to each other, and you get a kind of the gist of some like someone's personality, and then yeah. go back to the real game. And like it felt so jarring, partially because like I had played through of course the original one without that and felt it felt like great pacing like it, it just felt like that wasn't needed for this particular implementation if you will like they made this game this is how it plays this is the kind of game it is yeah and, and so to take that and pepper cutscenes into it and, and add this 
this needless, awful characterization to me was just exactly 100% spot on what, to me, I don't like, like is ex- explicitly worse. Yeah, um, I, I can see that. Um, it was partially yeah. for the reasons you're saying too. Like they don't represent any change in game. It's not a way of announcing or breaking between two different segments of the game that are in some way different. It was yeah. just boom. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it's not fair for me to really comment on that. Like you, you say uh, that I wasn't a fan, but it, I wasn't a fan of the original because I never played the original, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so I played the DS version and it didn't seem like, a, a, it didn't grip me. Yeah. Um, I played it through because I, I bought it, but um, yeah, I, I can completely imagine what you're talking about where like just that experience of, of the original NES version, sorry, Famicom version, where it... Uh, is much more focused on the mechanics. I, I could imagine that being more interesting. Like I, I, I like that in in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tactics had a really good story that kept me interested, and I liked that there were like characters that had their own special classes. I've always that enjoyed really that cool. with like Final Fantasy Four and stuff, like each character being unique. Um, but then Tactics also had tons of characters that were just like filler, uh, and and I was completely happy that none of them had personalities and cutscenes and stuff like you know if you're going to have a narrative focus on it where it matters and, yeah and and try not to just interrupt for the sake of interrupting by the way by the way just to uh, confirm your suspicions three ninjas high noon at mega mountain did have hulk hogan in it yes okay that was the one and he like <laughs> shaved his his handlebar and he looked like a totally different person yeah 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 okay okay good yeah <laughs> final Fantasy tactics uh, one thing i wanted to say was um i i think Given everything I've said, it would probably count in my book as like a narrative heavy game with a lot mm-hmm. of interruptions. But I, I don't know. I, I guess like when a narrative is good and I'm really into it, I could still argue that it's jarring to have all those interruptions and I could still be like, you know, just let me play the game, da, da, da. But, you know, putting all that aside, I really did enjoy Final Fantasy Tactics. And just like you, I, I liked the story a lot. And I felt, I think when the story, for me, when the story, obviously when it impacts the game, it's great if they integrate it really well like you mm-hmm. know there's a story where like the world blew up so now what you were doing is different and you have a new ability or something um but also when when the um when the story affects how you feel playing the game mm-hmm. i think that's important too and that goes to like say metal gear where like you're actually really nervous because you know there's some sniper somewhere because the game has told you and you know she, she was just taunting you and now you're like oh, i gotta get her ah, or, you know like mm-hmm. driving that emotion that persists as you do actually play the game I feel is is a big deal and so like in even in like final fantasy tactics where like i know there's this conspiracy and i know like this this person is doing this those battles where like maybe the battle is against some character i've come to hate and would really like to see be defeated or something like it, it drives an emotion in me that makes me feel different playing like actually playing the game mm-hmm. um and i think and that's that goes to like why i like games like silent hill um that game is quite narrative right but it's it's more it's almost like atmospherically narrative like the mm-hmm. story is just kind of there, but it's there to make you feel a certain way as you do the gameplay. And I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and so like Final Fantasy Tactics, I think did that. Silent Hill did that. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Other games have attempted it, certainly. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm, try, I, I'm trying to think of a follow-up to that. I don't really got one because I agree with it. Like, I don't know. I, uh, Cyber Ninja. Uh, wait, Cyber, Cyber Shadow. Shadow. Yeah, Cyber Shadow. Uh, I, I felt like that was an acceptable amount of story for a game like that. Like there were characters yep. just like lying on the ground, and you could 
choose to talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny kind of when you put it in words, but absolutely, right? Um, I, I, I love that. I love the, the opt-in nature of it. Of course, I read every single one, right? Mm. Um, and I, I think exactly like Cyber Shadow or Ninja Gaiden, like these games have comparatively short cutscenes that are like mm -hmm. cool and get you pumped and give you enough that you kind of know who's doing what and you kind of know who you're supposed to like and who you're supposed to hate and who you are supposed to maybe sympathize with. Um, th those kind of cutscenes work for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's. I hope you do give uh, um, Life is Strange to a shot because it's, it's definitely... It's, so there is some bad gameplay in it, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't really want to talk about it before you've played it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me play it. Um... Cause it. Cause it's, it's like optional gameplay and I'm curious, you know, maybe, maybe if I tell you it's bad, it'll taint your opinion and you'll think it's bad too, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you're going to think it's the best gameplay that you've ever done. So now you've told me there's bad gameplay somewhere. <laughs> Someone in mind will be like, what is it? Oh, it's this. I bet it's this. Yeah. 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 This sucks. He's right. Um, <laughs> What should I play? Life is Strange one. Uh, the two stories aren't really relevant to each other. I see. Um, there's like a small cameo that that you would appreciate more if you had played the first one, but it's it's not really. I'm I'm pretty sure you can get by just fine. Gotcha. the The first one was good. Um, they're they're actually making a remaster of it uh, for for Switch and all the new consoles. Mm, cool. um, it it was an enjoyable game, but I feel like if you were to ever only play one of them, the second one is the one that I would suggest. Gotcha. And and oh. because I know that you're kind of skeptical, I don't want to recommend you play the first one <laughs> only to have you get bored and not want to play the second one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, in a way, if I committed to it as kind of a job for our for our podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could see that progression or maybe yeah. I'll just get really angry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, can, I can quickly check my spreadsheets to see how long the first one took me to beat. Sure. I mean, what's it called? How long to beat is a, is a good oh, yeah. resource for yeah, me. Yeah, that, that would be faster. <laughs> if I'm going to actually my play own something spreadsheets. I actually tend to be pretty, pretty good on the average on that website. Um, I find when games, I, I'm pretty good or shorter depending on a lot of things, but like games that record the time i don't know it's like i have some child related interruption and i'll just put the controller down and go hang out with them for two hours or something and like it just there's a lot of ways in which the timer gets bloated yeah, yeah, yeah. so like if i'm just going by the timer any game it's always like hours longer than my actual sit in front of tv and play time mm. um so I, I i kind of lose the ability sometimes to even measure the actual uh time i'm playing things unless it's a really short game and i just blast through it in a session or two usually that's accurate yeah so, so I told you earlier that it took me 18 hours for Life is Strange 2, yes? I think so, multiple so, times. So, so on how long to beat.com, it, the average is 18 hours. So, Boom. Uh, bam. All bam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> uh, so Life is Strange 1 takes 16 and a half hours on average. So it's the same length. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Gotcha. Cool. I will give it a shot. I, I, I look forward to having a discussion on that then. Yeah. How about we uh, sign off and uh, that'll be it. Sounds good. Sounds good. We, uh, we're trying to traditionally end with a, uh, what game are you playing? And you just mentioned you haven't really been playing so much. Have you yeah, we, totally... we kind of started with that this time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Wait, that's have fair. you been playing something? Well, just Lufia too. Uh, right, right. I mean, my kids like playing 
Mario Galaxy. Again, this I think like going back to like I think you're you're a little more explicit about like here's the mm-hmm. game I'm playing and I'm going to beat that game and then go on to the next. Like for me, like say Mario Galaxy, I've been playing that with the kids and they like it. And it's like a few hours here and there on the weekends, and it's taking us like literally like seven months or something. And it's cool. It's very it's kind of just we play when we feel like it. And so like I guess I could say I have been playing that as well. Uh, I think we did play it a little on the weekend. Um, um very yeah. closely and finally finally nice nice yeah. um yeah so i i the last game that i played was actually last night uh I, I forgot that i did play something this week um it's called stranger of paradise final fantasy origin what it's, is it so final fantasy uh, go on i'll just shut up. so <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's a demo i don't know if you caught any of the e3 stuff uh, yeah i caught it yeah it's, I, it's it's the team ninja final fantasy game Okay. <laughs> that plays kind of like uh, Dark Souls, I guess. Um, I made it about f- fifteen minutes into it, and then I shut it off. Um, I think I saw some disparaging tweets. It's to be fair, I, I haven't gotten far enough in to understand whether the game becomes good, but I have developed a, a strong interest in UI and UX in the past year, and I was not a fan of its uh, of its ui uh the the to me the, the text is all very small it's all very low contrast like there's a big menu that tells you all the the button combinations to press for your attacks and stuff and like i I've, i i think my tv is like a 46 inch tv um but i can't read any of the icons because the text on them is too small um it's funny these mistakes, if you will, or these poor choices are still happening nowadays. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's it's such a demo that like they just haven't circled around and tweaked a lot of these things. Well, what what's weird is the demo starts in a tutorial, and in the tutorial you're like in this like I don't know. I'll describe it as a wheat field. It's it's not wheat, but it's it's a yellow sure. plant with uh, a yellow hazy sky and um, corn it's 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 grass like i guess um but grass but you're like in the middle of a field and it looks as though you should be able to walk anywhere um but there's like a hill that's like ankle height and so you can't walk up the hill that's your invisible wall gotcha um and you can't jump so i guess it makes sense that you can't walk up a hill that high um and so I like walk the perimeter of this yellow field for a little bit, trying to figure out what the path is. There's like a tree off in the distance and, and you can't get to it. And then I eventually realized that in the middle of this little uh, field is a yellow orb and you have to walk over to that and then hold down the touch pad to start the tutorial for the, the mechanic they want you to learn. And when the text comes up telling you what the tutorial is about, it's like so small and low contrast that it's hard to read. So to, to me, it's just like this yellow orb in a yellow field with low contrast text and then a button that's not very ergonomic to get to with your thumb feels just so bad. Uh, sounds awful. I'm reserving judgment having not played it. But... So, so you know, I played through the tutorial and then I exited the tutorial and, and started the, the main part of the uh, the game and I, I think I killed three enemies and I was just kind of bored and stopped. Which I... suppo- supposedly lots of people are really into this demo, but um, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't feeling it. I guess I probably had more fun playing Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take a peek. I'm curious, given your uh, feedback, 
how I would feel just looking at that same UI. I mean, I, I saw, I, like I said, I saw your tweets, but I, I kind of just, I think I was checking out because you had pinged me because of the, we did the podcast mm. announcement. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I will blaze through uh, Lufia 2 and get on to uh, some of these recommendations. Awesome. Well, cool. See you later, brother. All right. Let's wrap. Bam. See ya.